listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. The guy's story changes every time he tells it. I'm sorry. My plans have changed. You have something to tell me? You would be well advised to do so. But your buddy's worse off and he throws you his car keys Blue lights are blinking four o'clock in the morning State Trooper makes you wish that you'd never been born Better call Saul, better call Saul You wanna tell the world It's a brand new episode of Better Talk Saul Cinema Geekly's Better Call Saul podcast It is Anthony and Glenn back talking two episodes of Saul this week We, We missed out on a week but uh, that's okay. We're kind of catching up quickly here with the the latest episode as well. So I guess uh, in the end, it all kind of works out. Uh, Glenn, we have talked in the past how this show was kind of always moving towards Breaking Bad. And one of these episodes we're going to be talking about literally puts us, like I think, at like the end of Breaking Bad. Uh, yep, right at the end. Uh, I mean, it's him making the phone call. Yeah, uh, I didn't, I didn't expect it would come so quickly, but uh, the wheels kind of really feel like they're speeding rapidly towards this. So uh, let's get into the episodes. Uh, let's run them down. Season four, episode four. It's called Talk. Jimmy is quickly bored with his new job at a cellular phone store, tries to drum up business. Uh, he later meets with Ira, who sold him, who stole the, sold the stolen Hummel for more than expected and offers to carry out future thefts on Jimmy's behalf. Bored herself with concentrating on just Mesa Verde, Kim observes Judge Mussinger's courtroom, hoping to rekindle her interest in the law The judge warns her that if she stays, he'll assign her to do some pro bono defense counsel work, and Kim decides to stick around. Victor sells uh, the drugs from Nacho's car to the Espinozas. Nacho identifies to the cousins an Espinoza, as he falsely claims was involved in the attack on Arturo and himself. The twins basically kill everybody and recover the stolen quote-unquote drugs. Uh, then return to Mexico. Nacho realizes by provoking the Salamanca attack on the Espinosas, Gus has secured uh, himself more territory. Mike confronts Henry in their support group for falsely claiming to have a wife who died. Later, he inspects another Madrigal site and provides a list of quality control and safety items to fix. He meets with Gus, who feigns anger that Mike didn't tell him about Nacho's intent to kill Hector, but Mike points out that he had promised only not to kill Hector himself. He realizes Gus' ulterior motive and tells him to provide information about the job that he wants done. So what did you think of episode four? I thought it was pretty good. That whole sequence of kind of the raid of that bunker. Yeah. Man. It was... I thought it was really funny, because this was like Nacho's plan. It was like, these are the guys that 
I know it. So what we're going to do, we're going to get this crew, and we're going to get this crew. We're going to come back later, and we're going to take them out. And the twins are just like, fuck it. And they go out. It's full of duffel bag, full of guns. Yeah, they just go in there and take care of everybody. I think Nacho kills one guy. Yeah, he kills one guy. Yeah. That was awesome. Uh, So, yeah, Jimmy getting um. Jimmy getting a job at the cell phone store, I think is part of his something he has to do while he's on suspension. Oh, he has to have a job. Yeah. Um, so he takes up at this place, um, presumably a place that he talked himself into because he gets like a supervising manager job, uh, or something along those lines, yeah, but there's a shift manager, a shift manager, and there's nobody at the store and nobody comes in. So it's he's bored, and on the other side we've got Kim bored as well, and wanting to get back to being a lawyer. Um, all of this stuff pretty interesting. Actually, I like that uh, that whole thing where she's in there talking with the judge, and he, and he uses of, the plot of the verdict. The verdict, yeah, and he's like, "Look, that sort of shit that only happens in movies." He's like, my next two cases are about a guy who threw pee at a coworker, and uh, a woman who stabbed a guy over a grilled cheese sandwich. He's like, this is what it's really like. Uh, you know, those, you know, what you're kind of hoping for, like that sort of thing doesn't really exist in the real world. I, I, I enjoyed all of that. Uh, the Mike stuff, I'm not really sure what the whole Henry thing was about I don't even remember that guy or his false claims about his wife or any of that stuff. Do you remember any of this? Was is this, was this like a sticking point to you where you're like, "Oh, hey, that's a continuation or a payoff of something that happened earlier." I have no recollection of this. No, I only know of that guy as Sean from the Good Place. <laughs> yeah, so I got that I thought that was weird. But uh, you know, I guess any Mike is good Mike. In a lot of ways, this was some setup stuff for things that would happen in the next episode. Really, so uh, not that much happened, minus, of course, the uh, the shootout, uh, which was fun. But yeah, other than that, you know, well done, but. Yeah, it's definitely their weaker episode. Yeah. And and they will have these every now and again. Yeah. Uh, you can't always just keep the tension rising. Things got to you got to set stuff up for a little bit. Yeah, necess- necessary story pillars essentially that need to be put in place. Um they're not going to be your outstanding episode for the season uh or anything like that, but uh, I thought it was pretty good. Do you have any other thoughts? No. No, I mean it's hard cuz it was so long ago. Yeah. Um, using your faulty memory, what what would you give uh, episode four then? <laughs> yeah, I mean, just it was like a three point seven five. I know it's like the lowest we've ever rated it, but yeah, yeah. Usually, I, more more will stick with me. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not just because I watched it last night, but there are several things of last night's episodes that I like. It just felt like. They didn't do any of the little small stuff. I mean, they kind of did it whenever Jimmy's painting the sign, yeah. you know, out front. And 
like you were saying, setups for future effort episodes. Um, because as soon as he got the cell phone job and they showed him there, I'm like, oh, this is how it, he's he had to have done something with their inventory to get him so many cell phones. Because that was the one thing I remember with Jimmy is he just had that drawer full of phones. Yeah. From yep. Breaking Bad. So, for like that kind of stuff, it's like, oh, okay, this this is how he did it. All right. And then, yes. you know, it kind of goes off in a little bit different direction to what I was expecting. Yep. Um, but no, it was, it was a fine episode. Yeah, we get, um, uh, I, oh, by the way, I gave it like a, a really strong three and three quarters as well. I, I was kind of teetering between that and like a, like a soft four, but, um, having watched both of these episodes back to back, um, yeah, I went with the, the three and three quarters. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was totally fine, but it was, uh, you know, it, it, ex- it exists to stand up more stronger story. So, mm-hmm. uh, before we talk about the next episode, uh, a thank you to the good people over at Adam Tickets. Head on over to cinemageekly.com slash Adam Tickets uh, or click the Adam Tickets link at the top of the page to pick yourself up some movie tickets or a gift card for the movie fan in your life. They are the sponsors, of course, each and every week. And a thank you to Adam Tickets. Now on to the next episode. It is episode five. It's called Quite a Ride. And this episode was quite a ride, in fact. Uh, we, In fact, we started with something I was not expecting at all. This show, since its inception, uh, in its four seasons, the very first episode of the season, there is always a flash-forward to Gene, the Cinnabon manager. Uh, and we've gotten four of them, and they last about, I don't know, what would you say, Glenn, maybe five... 10 minutes max maybe somewhere in there um, yeah and this is a far flash forward this is well after the events of Breaking Bad um, and we've come to expect to not really see any more of those things past the first episode but here we start in a flash forward not with Gene the Cinnabon manager but with Saul actual Saul uh in his office, frantically collecting cash and paperwork from his office before contacting his disappearer in order to create a new identity. Presumably, Gene, the Cinnabon manager. Uh, In the present, Jimmy convinces a customer to buy several prepaid cell phones in order to maintain his privacy. Uh, Buying them directly from Jimmy, he makes sure that they're untraceable and therefore useful for... Uh, people of a particular persuasion, let's say. Uh, and then gets the idea to profit from them by reselling the phones on the streets uh, to an amazing background track. He sells all of the phones, but the venture proves unsuccessful because he ends up being beaten up by a trio of teenagers who steal his money. Kim is assigned as counsel for several defendants when a problem arises... With recent Mesa Verde paperwork, Kim sees her current pro bono case through to completion before responding, for which Paige later reprimands uh, her. Mike discreetly escorts a foreign structural engineer through the industrial laundry so that he can evaluate the space below uh, as a site for Gus, uh, Gus, his planned meth super lab. 
uh, that we will eventually see in Breaking Bad. One impresses Gus, who offers him the job of planning and overseeing the construction of the facility. Uh, so, what were your thoughts on Quite a Ride? I love this episode. Yeah, me too. That whole... It was funny whenever we were watching it, and it was the... Uh, was it the Hound Dog or Dog Hound? That's what the hot dog place was, or the Wiener Dog? Yeah, it was something like that. Dog Pound? I think the Dog Pound, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. And Robbie's like, why didn't we eat there? We went to... <laughs> to <laughs> Uh, Albuquerque is like, because we didn't know it was going to be on the show. I don't remember seeing it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that way it was, was kind of funny. It's like, well, next time we go, we got to go eat there. It's like, yeah, we probably will. Um, that whole sequence, it the, like whenever Jimmy's kind of talking to Kim, and even uh, to the his, like, I'm going to say parole officer. I know it's not what he is, but. It's caseworker. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you know, people want to touch me back then. You know, they knew I was one of them. You don't, you know, kind of like it was like a, you know, honor among thieves kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas these guys didn't. So, you know, the last time someone tried to punk him like that, he used them. So I'm kind of curious if he's going to use these kids like he did those two guys that did the whole, like, run out in front of you on a skateboard thing. Mm hmm. I wonder if he's going to use them or. Just have this teach them a lesson. So, or, th- or this could be his impetus to have bodyguards, which he sort of has in Breaking Bad. Yeah, he's got heel. Yeah. Um. So, were you caught off guard when they flash forwarded to the? Yeah, it just threw Bad? it threw me for a loop. But man, like it, I just forgot how freaking ridiculous. His office was <laughs> it's got so the, over the top. It's got those faux marble pillows or pillars, and then it's got like the giant constitution wallpaper or whatever it is. Oh my god, it's genius! Uh, but yeah, I was like, "What?" I mean, so I guess the real key from this is because uh, it's this, and they they showed this flash forward. And then the bit with his caseworker, where it's basically, he's got about, what, eight months left on his parole thing or whatever? And then, like, you know, what are you going to do when your eight months is up? And it's basically really clear, like, in eight months, Breaking Bad is going to start, essentially. Uh, Or roughly thereabout. Uh, So it feels like whatever we get through the end of the season, we're going to get one more season. And that's going to lead almost directly into Breaking Bad, I would presume. Uh, and we've already got uh, we've got Mike working on the behest of Gus to start work on building the super lab in the mm-hmm. the, the laundry basement or, or creating a basement, I guess. Um, so this is all this is all tied in now for a minute because as soon as I figured out where he was. Like, where we were at the beginning of this episode. And I'm like, oh my god, this is, like, probably, like, minutes or... Like, as soon as he found out what happened to Walter, uh, he started doing this. Like, from I didn't think straight. It, it makes perfect sense that he would call his disappearer guy for a new identity. But for some reason, when he frantically got 
on the phone and called somebody. For some reason, I thought he was calling Kim. And we were going to get some sort of hint as to the future of their relationship uh, or something. But we, you know, we never, you know, that, that doesn't come up. So that question still kind of remains unanswered here a little bit. Uh, and both of them are actually kind of... And they do this a lot. They're kind of mirroring each other a little bit. Both of them were bored at their prospective jobs. And they both went out and did something that would get them in trouble. With Kim, it just got her in trouble with her biggest client. With Jimmy, you know, he got in the mud and then got dirty uh, when those kids kicked the shit out of him. And this is after, Glenn, that great scene where he goes... Because all those bikers show up, and he's like, you know what, fuck it, I'm out of here. But he couldn't, he had like four or five phones left, and he couldn't let them go unsold. So he bravely goes back into the, all of these bikers, and then he's Jimmy. He talks his way into selling them to these guys, and then they're all friendly by the time he leaves. it His risk had paid off, and then he got the shit kicked out of him by teenagers, and they stole his money. Uh, but, you know, Kim and Jimmy kind of mirror each other uh, in these ways. Kim always kind of on the good side. She's trying to do some she's trying to do some good for some people. Um, and Jimmy's trying to do good for himself, which, you know, is par for the course, I guess. But uh, other thoughts on this episode, Glenn? Uh, the whole Mike thing with the guys, especially the second one when he got it was sick. And then, oh yeah! No, oh, I take the dopamine, but it doesn't ever do anything. And <laughs> how does he always end up with these guys? It's great. Yeah, but you know, again, because he spent so much time there, had to have, there had to have been a thing of like Mike and Gus had a deal of like, okay, well, if he's here longer than two and a half hours, then yeah. I'm gonna just show up, kind of thing, right? Yep. And great, it had to have taken a lot of time because he was really taking notes down. Whereas that first guy, you know, just click, 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 you know, mm-hmm. done. So, or he was there the whole time and was kind of listening to as, you know, what their ideas were, you know, because yeah. Gus kind of comes out once the guy's talking, like, yeah, you know, we can, you got to look about, they got to think about this. We'll definitely hit rock. I don't know, maybe. And then. The other guy's like, oh, I built a three-kilometer tunnel, and no one knew. Just give me $17 million, and we're done. Yeah. So. Um, all right, so for me, the biggest question has, and, it, and it's kind of been this way for a couple seasons, actually, is what happens to Kim? Do you have, like, an idea? Do you have, like, a theory? Like, what do you think is the most likely thing that will happen to get her out of it? I mean, because there's this there's this thought, but it seems like wild speculation that does not hold up to any scrutiny that, because we, it's not like they ever had a lot of Saul-specific episodes in Breaking Bad. No, no. And we don't really learn a whole lot about him, so people are like, oh, maybe, you know, he's still with Kim, like, throughout all of this, she just doesn't know the level of shadiness that he is up to. But... At the same time, is it common practice for somebody to go into law with a different name that's not their real name? 
Like, I feel like that's not common, and I feel like if he did this, she would think that something's up. I can't imagine that they would be together during the Saul Goodman years. So I'm racking my brain trying to figure out what eventually happens. I guess the Occam's Razor thing here is that Jimmy does something to ruin it. Right? Doesn't that seem like the most obvious course? Yeah, it's got to be something to the fact of, like, she just couldn't follow him anymore. Yeah, he does something so far beyond the pale that she stuck through him, stuck with him through all of this, but, you know, he, he, you know, goes a bridge too far or whatever it is. This is the only thing that I can fathom. Uh, I My mind would be blown if they're still together throughout all of this. Uh, and we just didn't know it the whole time. Yeah, that'd be really... That'd be, for something that'd be so mundane, that'd be such a jump-the-shark moment to me. Yeah. Like, she would have had to have just reconciled with so many different things and like, yeah, whatever, this is fine. Yeah. I like, mean, oh, it's... really? This Okay. I mean, I suppose it's possible she could become disenfranchised with the system or whatever and kind of goes Jimmy's route. And she's just as crooked as Jimmy at, at some point. But, I mean, then I could see it making some sense. But I don't know. I kind of like her character as it is. Yeah. I, mean, I want to see it take a weird turn. Yeah, that would be kind of the thing is, you know, now it's, oh, I guess... I guess she's fallen too. Like, uh, do we really gotta have a show where everybody falls? Yeah. Besides Hank. Yeah, we gotta keep somebody above water. I think. Well, and I guess even uh, Skylar. I mean, she never really fell. She just had to deal with her circumstances. Yeah. Uh. Well, uh, if there are no other thoughts, Glenn, what would you give episode five? I'd give it like a four and a quarter. Okay, I went I went slightly higher, went four and a half. I thought it was a tremendous episode, and it was nice to sort of get back. I mean, like it's never, it's never with this show. It's never. I hope the next episode is good, because if you hit like a bump in this show, the bump you get is like, oh, that was a good episode. That's the bump. Yeah, or you again, like the last one, we just understand that it, it's setting something else up. Yeah. But it was done in a in a good way. Uh, it's you know it's it was a fine. But for this show, for most shows, I would say a fine episode is like a three, maybe somewhere in there. Uh, but for this show, a fine episode is like three and three quarters. So uh, yeah, we got a fine episode last week and a really good episode this week. Uh, and we're gonna be back for more. Uh, next week. So check out the archives of the show, cinemageekly.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. Just search for Better Talk Saul. Hit subscribe. Look for that Cinema Geekly logo and hit subscribe, and then you can hear us come back next week. Season 4 of Better Call Saul, Episode 6. It's called Pinata. You get to the bank, but the cops say, whoa, who are you gonna die when they lock you down? Oh, Saul.